Welcome back to episode two of Millennials and Mimosas. My name is Madison Morsh, and I am here with Kim Baker. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to episode one. We're super excited as to how it went, and we're hoping that this episode goes even better. We have taken the necessary precautions to make sure that we will have way better sound quality this time. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, we are actually not currently together while recording episode two. Kim uh, went home for the weekend and we're just both drinking our uh, respective mimosas and I'm actually drinking Prosecco right now. Uh, yeah, I know. but it is I honestly it is. wish this was a video podcast right now because we look so funny. <laughs> yeah, if, if you fans could see us right now, we're just like, FaceTime each other while holding microphones and also and we brought out the legit headphones for this like I, so full disclosure I'm in my uh like spare bedroom at my house in Cary and I assume this is like where my brother comes to record his music because he's like a musician so he had these like nice headphones sitting here he has like nice microphones and I was like ooh, like let me just make myself at home in this little recording studio yeah maybe we should just make it like a tradition for us to record regularly over there yeah well I told you earlier I want to come back at the end of August to play golf August 31st put on your calendar I got you I'm ready I need a long we can make a weekend out of it I'm about it I can show you what it was like to grow up in good old Cary yeah I've been there once (laughs) before but uh I definitely I got to make my way over there now that I'm with a local yeah I'll show you the ropes it'll be great All right, right, well, let's get into it. (laughs) All right, episode two, here we go. Uh, So first segment of today's podcast is going to be Bachelor Takes. Um, If you guys have been keeping up, obviously the season of The Bachelorette just ended and Bachelor in Paradise has just begun, uh, which means speculating who the next Bachelor will be. So I have a theory about this. It's all just like based on whoever gets the most like mentions on Twitter because they I feel like they have an idea of who it's going to be and then once they find out who everyone on the social media world likes it totally changes because I so my vote is Jason I know we're both very in love with him <laughs> so we that's not going to make for a fun Jason. discussion but yeah I mean I feel like before it would have been anyone else and now they saw like how Jason kind of like took storm after the episode of him aired like when he had his hometown. And since then, like he's kind of the new contender. But right. Absolutely. No, I'm just going to go through um, who E has as the six men that are in the running to be the next Bachelor. So we can we can kind of break down these six options and see where we stand is Blake because he was the runner-up. I feel like the runner-up always has to be one of the contenders, even if we don't want them to be the next Bachelor. And Blake has a lot going for him. He's a cute guy, you know, really nice See, guy. I, but was team Blake I just for don't think he has a storyline. A long for it. time. Until the finale, he just made me slightly uncomfortable. Like he when he walked in to meet Becca's parents, he was just super awkward. And I swear he was like cracked out or something because he was talking a mile a minute and he he was just so nervous and there's a difference between being nervous and being like beside yourself with anxiety and I think he just really couldn't handle it and but other than that like I do really think that he's a good guy and I my heart was breaking for him on the finale like Becca just like did not let him down easy like I saw a tweet it was like I hope ABC is paying for all the therapy that Blake is going to need after this and it's so true because like that poor guy just went through so much it's just so hard to watch them like go through basically their entire proposal and I mean I know that like ABC makes like the bachelorette not cut him off until the end but it's just it's so uncomfortable to watch them like pour their hearts out and just boom reject it yeah and I also I did appreciate that um 
the date he did when he brought her to his high school. I know. And they did the Betty Who concert. That was so sweet. He was so thoughtful. Yeah. So I thought it was like kind of stupid at first, and then it turned into a concert, and I was like, all right, this kind of dope. Actually, it turned out well because I even tweeted about it. I was like, if you bring a girl to your hometown and bring her to your high school and talk about how you peaked in high school and how this is like a huge part of your life, then you're probably a loser. Yeah. Because if you're still talking <laughs> about high school when like how old is she? Like 27, 26, 27. Yeah. If you're still talking about your high school days, you don't have much else going on in your life, obviously. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like when people do that because that's it's happened before. I forget who did it in the past seasons, but yeah. somebody else like – I don't know why that's always a thing. Yeah, they'll take them home. I swear, this happened before. I cannot remember which season it was, but some guy brought the bachelorette home to his high school. It was like showing her a picture of him like on the wall, like his football picture. Didn't Colton do this too? <sighs> Did he? It yeah. was it was definitely a past no, season. I know. Yeah, but like, I know it's seriously, is that the only thing that guys <laughs> think that they have going for them? Yeah, like cool. You were cool in high school. Um, yeah. All right, so moving on. Uh, option two is Peter Krause. He was the runner-up in Rachel Lindsay's season. So, oh, is he was, the one with the the tooth gap? Yeah, the tooth gap and like the the grayish. Yeah, yeah. Hair, okay. but he's like hot. To be honest, I don't remember much about him because I didn't really watch Rachel's uh, season that much. But he was cute. Yeah, he's super cute. But like the thing was, like I feel like the reason why Rachel didn't choose him was because he was like not prepared to get engaged after the show mm-hmm. like I honestly think that's the reason which I mean people for like what two months and then it's like okay proposal no that's fucking weird but I think that it would be weird if ABC chose him just because he was so skeptical of the process of the bachelor yeah. to begin with so I really don't think it's going to be him yeah plus he's kind of he's like um, so another option no one said anything about him. right yeah I feel like He's not, like, hot on social media or Twitter or anything right now. So I feel like he's probably yeah, not going to be a good be a move thing. on ABC's part. The, right. The next option they have down here is Ben Higgins. Do you remember him? Wait. Did him and Lauren break up? I'm yeah. so behind the times. <laughs> yeah, him and Lauren. Girl, you got to keep up. Okay, so obviously he – wait, so he was the – he, he was wasn't the bachelor. The bachelor yeah. Wait, was he? Yeah. He was the bachelor. See, I can't – I don't think that they can do this, like, Bachelor round two thing like they already did with yeah. Nick Vile. And also, I mean, okay, he's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise Venice? this season. That's why I think he's – yeah, that's can why Can we talk about this running. for a second? Because I had no idea that him and Lauren broke up. When did that happen? Did they ever get married? Yeah, dude, no? they broke up. No, oh they never got married, so they had the sh- – How long were they engaged? Uh, a year tops, maybe. They had the show after – um after they got engaged on like one of those like free form TV oh, or one yeah, of those like bullshit that. And networks. I was like, this will hands that? down be the most boring show on TV. I think I watched like half of an episode and I was like checked out. But um, after that, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that relationship fizzled out pretty quickly. God, because she's so boring. I never liked her. Yeah, but like honestly, I'm not that big of a fan of him either. I just think if you failed on The Bachelor once, you shouldn't have a second chance. Yeah, but I mean, Ben does carry like a little more um excitement around him like I think he would get Twitter going I mean he's way hotter than like Ari or anything and somehow we all still watch Ari season so <laughs> yeah when they announced it was going to be Ari I was like I'm sorry who yeah I'd never watched that far back so I like had no idea who he was yeah, plus he's just like old but anyways keep going who's next okay this is the most absurd pick ever so this is an option presented to us by E! News and it says grocery store joe what i love him okay yes i'm also a fan of grocery store joe but he has had zero okay. time except for he will obviously no but this is what i'm paradise. talking about this is like a prime example of taking the media by storm so he got voted off night one on um what's her name season yeah becca season and becca still season. to this becca. day he has like more social media cred than like half the guys who made it to like the second third to last round because he's just so cute he's just got the good story going for him he it's like true. owns a grocery store and he has the cutest smile definitely like hands down if you just had to go off that he could make I a agree. great bachelor 
See, I, I agree on all of those points. However, did you see his appearance on After the Final Rose? Yeah. Or not After the Final Rose, uh, Men Tell All. Yeah. I just thought that he didn't have a great stage presence. He was kind of awkward. I mean, obviously he hasn't had a lot of TV experience, but I just think... Chris Harrison was saying something about how if you let him talk, like he'll talk your ear off. And that's such like his like little New York vibes. Like he could just go on and on. I know. It's cute. And that's like something different. I feel like so, I haven't I mean, really had a... Um, like a genuine northerner be the bachelor that one and two it's like always someone who we already know their personality so well so it would be kind of interesting to have a bachelor who we don't really know yeah. very well that's true before this yeah, season I think it would be so interesting i think it could be an interesting i think option. he would um attract like a different bachelor um crowd you know like different viewers yeah i think it would be a new take and honestly we've been watching this show for 23 seasons so maybe it does it need definitely a needs spin. some spin because as long as chris harrison keeps saying this is the most dramatic season ever he, like people don't believe him anymore and it's really not true like this season yeah. the finale at least was highly disappointing it was pretty weak um okay so then one more contestant that they have obviously this is other than jason we'll give our our opinions on him at Wait, the jason's end. not but even on their list the final other no yeah. jason's on their list um but this is their other contestant option is colton oh see i have mixed feelings about him rolling my eyes i like when they first announced the people in in like the first two episodes of becca season i was really in on him but i don't know like the because he's the more i get to yeah the more i get to know him the more i'm just like okay he's definitely just a cry for attention like going on and on about he, he's a virgin and that just like really rubs me the wrong way because he acts like it's like a disease or something he'll post on instagram that was literally my tweet yeah that was literally my tweet like i tweeted during the episode i guess it was hometowns when he was like talking to his mom or it might have been during the mental all when he was like literally in tears on stage with chris harrison but like i'm sorry like being a virgin is a choice and that's a great choice if that's what you want to make good for you but I don't feel bad for you yeah. because that's a choice that you decided to make. And he's, like, making it part of a sob story. I know. Like, people have real sob stories. You know, his Instagram like- caption, I was, like, extremely uncomfortable. I was like, are you serious? This sounds like something that someone would post if they were diagnosed with cancer or something and, like, trying to, like, <laughs> really promote, like, their battle. Like, because that's, like, something real and, like, that needs to be talked about out there. But him talking about how he's a virgin, like, no one cares. That's a personal choice. Right. And it's like, okay, sorry, you've been bullied in the locker room because you're a professional football player about a choice you made. I'm sorry, it was a choice you made. You, you can't like, you have to stand up for yourself in that situation. And you can't like use it as a sob story later on, even if you know, you went through some shit because of it. Like, this is a choice you made at the end of the day. And I'm sorry, Colton is too hot to complain about being exactly like there's definitely there's definitely been girls that have tried that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm in full support of like everything he does for all the charities that he works with and who's it, right. his, like his cousin. No, he does genuinely seem like a yeah, okay person. He, like, does. he does. He does do a lot of good for the community and he does seem like a genuinely like good character. His family seemed like great people. I just don't know the whole contention with like the whole like episode of the fantasy suite it's just going to be so absolutely absurd if he's the next Bachelor. And I just – Also, don't think wait. We didn't that. even talk about the whole Tia thing. First of all, I hate Tia. I'll, I'll just flat out say it. I do not like her. And the fact that Becca still considers them friends is just like beyond me because if some girl came in here and was like, oh, by the way, I used to date Colton. And towards the beginning when they did that whole spa episode – she was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I have no feelings for him, whatever. And they talked about it. She talked to him. She talked to her. And it was all good. And then, I mean, I, I get it too. Like, yeah. you never know what's real, what's fake these days. But she comes in on one of the last episodes and she's trying to talk about it. It was right after hometowns. Yeah. It was literally before Becca was deciding who was going home after hometowns. She's hometown. like, I still have feelings for him. Meanwhile, he's like, we never even dated. It wasn't even a really real thing. Well, they kept saying they spent a weekend together, which I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not really sure what that means, but how can you have feelings for someone after hanging out with them, even if it was for How five can you spend days? a weekend together and like, not hook up? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's why the whole thing was so sketchy to me in the first place, but at the end of the day, the whole Tia Colton storyline is quite, I don't know, it's interesting. 
fact that they're both going to be on Paradise, I just I don't think that he will be chosen for the next. Did you Bachelor. watch the first episode of Paradise? I haven't watched it yet. I need to catch I up. I started watching it, but and people forewarned me about this. They were like, "It's pretty much the Tia show," and I can't even finish yeah, it because she's just like crying. She got the first date card. Spoiler alert: she got the first date card, and she started crying. She was like, "I don't want to go on a date with anyone. Like, I'm just waiting for like someone to come." And everyone's like, "Tia, look, we know that you're just waiting for Colton." So just don't be a brat. Take the freaking date card. This is the first day here. Just stop being a brat. Yeah, just have a good time. And I turned it off. No, she, I- she took some guy on a date and I turned it off before I, I saw how it went. But yeah, she was just annoying. That's I was like, just- you're crying? Really? Well, in all the previews and stuff too, it was like, I'm only here for Colton. Yeah. No one I'm going to laugh when he shows up and he's – I mean – I'm sure this is going to happen. He's just going to give attention to other girls and she's going to lose her shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> time will tell. So I think Colton is out. I really don't think he'll be the next Bachelor. So obviously our number one take, Team Jason. Yeah. I mean, um, he's just like America's he's got sweetheart. The personality. He's got like the family vibes. He's literally friends with Gronk from the Patriots. So he's got that like low-key famous people connection. And I just feel like – He's got, like, the perfect smile. I just think he's a good guy all around, like, positive energy. He's from Seattle – or he's from New York, but he lives in Seattle. He's kind of a worldly character. Yeah, see, he's he's another reason why I support the um, Northerner Bachelor movement. And I just think that he, like, won over America's hearts when he was on Becca's season of The Bachelorette. And so I'm I just, sorry, like, when I he's talking about his gay brother, like, everyone just lost it then. And like I'm myself yeah, when included. He was like hashtag those are my couple goals. I was like, oh yeah. my god, safe. Because that just like seals the deal that he's just a genuinely wholesome person, and he's not just one of these people who are quote unquote here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> and on top of that, Jason has a real job. Can we talk about how ninety percent of the people that go on The Bachelor or Bachelorette have like these yeah. bullshit jobs, like social media contributor aren't we all social media contributors <laughs> i mean we could make a very strong argument no yeah it's it's absurd so i honestly think you know he's like the vice president of some finance yeah. consulting yeah he's smart he's not like an idiot like thing. everyone else who comes in like freaking jordan yeah. i hate him no i low-key love jordan oh, no see i used to love connor but i found out that connor is just like a jordan i followed him on instagram so uh, also, yeah, it's strange to me to watch them on TV and then follow them on Instagram because some of them are, like, completely different. Like, I was all in on Connor. Jordan's the same. Yeah. Yeah, some of them are the same. <laughs> some of them are totally different. Like, But I like that. At least he has a consistent personality yeah. and he knows that he's just there to provide entertainment. Yeah. And that's I, that's why I appreciate him. I know that he's, like, hateable, but he's at least Yeah, that's why I don't like Connor anymore is because he seemed normal. And then I followed him on Instagram. He's essentially another Jordan. He's, like, a model. And he's obsessed with himself. Like, sure, you're hot, whatever. Oh, he's an no, he's an Orange Theory trainer. Oh. Did you know that? He's like on the Orange Theory website. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, his social media is just annoying. I sent you that screenshot and what it was like some stupid caption. I was like, oh my gosh, like Yeah, so I mean those are our takes. Um I did some research. I think that they are going to announce the next bachelor anytime between this upcoming week and the beginning of September. Basically, they normally announce it. Um during the season of Bachelor in Paradise or on Good Morning America. So, hmm. viewers, if you are a fan of the Bachelor series, look out for an upcoming announcement on who the next Bachelor will be. I'm very excited. All right, so moving on to our next segment, which kind of actually goes hand-in-hand hand with Bach- The Bachelor, um, is our best and worst uh, first date spots. So, obviously, on The Bachelor, we see a lot of unrealistic first date spots, um, from ridiculous helicopter rides to, you know, anything boat rides and everything rides, concert me. related. Yeah. <laughs> boat. Come on now. You know, appearances <laughs> by little John, etc. But we're going to talk about our favorite and least favorite places to take a first date. Um, so Kim, why don't you take it away? Um, okay. Yeah. Well, we talked briefly about this and I, to be honest, like I had this conversation with someone the other day too. First dates are strange because, especially at our age, nobody really goes on dates anymore. Well, at our age now, people do, but so I don't know about you, but like in college, dating was never really a 
thing. It's almost like you meet someone. No, yeah, you meet okay. someone like in class or like at a frat party or at the bar and you hang out with them a few times like in that setting before you even really get to know them. And then by that point, you decide if you want to like date or if you want to like hook up. And then right. if you decide that you're going to date, I guess like for lack of better terms, like be boyfriend and girlfriend, then you start going on dates. But by that <laughs> point, you already know each other. Like you've already hung out. You already know who their friends are. They know who your friends are. And that's just how college works, I guess, especially I can't even imagine going to a small school like you. I'm sure that's even worse. No, it was the exact same way because you already know everyone. No yeah. one is just like – you don't get a random text or like talk to a guy once and they're like, oh, let me take you out to the yeah. local brewery. Actually, like, I will say happen. one time – so my really good friend and I were like, okay, you know what? We're sick of hanging out with this fraternity. We're just going to like branch out, go to a different party for once. And we got set up to go on date for this function or whatever. Like that, a date function. Yeah. Okay. And – the guy was actually really cool. He was like, yeah, before I take you to the state function, like, let me take you out to dinner so we can like get to know each other. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going on a date. And it hit me. I was like, I've never been on like a first date before. Like in high school, I dated air quotes right. people. Yeah. But again, same situation. You already knew them before you actually started dating. So I, right. I went on like a legit first date with this guy. We went to Taco Mac. And- Where'd you guys go? Yeah. Okay. Taco it Mac. was cool. That was like my actual first date, but it was so – It was just like a chill dinner vibe. Yeah. But that was my only date, I think, in college. No, same. I mean, I went on maybe like one or two in college and it was like always to like a taco spot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. That's, that's so not like- true. So another one of my first dates. This So this is actually a strange situation because I knew this person, but we like were talking about going on a date and I kind of made the moves because – like <laughs> I support that girl power. I know, go me. I little known fact, I was a German major for like a hot second and I used to get free tickets to like the Charlotte Symphony. So it was like a raffle, but all you had to do was just put in your email and then I got like two free tickets. So I texted this guy and I was like, "Hey, like would you be down to go for the symphony because I'm like really into stuff like that, but it's hard to find people who enjoy stuff like that that as well yeah I feel that that's like such a that's such a good like creative thing to do with someone that you're hashtag cultured but he he was into it so we went and it turns out I didn't know what the tickets were until we got there I like picked him up from will call and they were like box seats at Blumenthal theater uptown and it was super cool like you have to be into like classical music to enjoy it but I am so it was actually really cool we were sitting in one of the boxes like right in the front of the theater and he actually like dozed off he like fell asleep through part of it so (laughs) as much (laughs) as I thought he was into it he wasn't but yeah I don't know so that was cool that was definitely a good first date spot but I will say my take on first dates it has to involve something with like either food or alcohol like ideally both but if it's gonna be if it's gonna be anything Ideally else, cool. you can just go ahead and expect that it's gonna be slightly awkward, and that's fine. But I think you just need to prepare yourself for that. Yeah, no. So I was actually just talking to a friend about this earlier. So last week I went to the White Water Center in Charlotte, which is um, basically this like park where you can drink, eat, paddleboard, zipline, raft. Um, there's like a million different activities you can do, rock climb. It's really it's a great spot, but um, on Thursday, Fridays, and Saturday nights in the summer, they do a summer concert series, and it's literally six dollars for parking, and you can just bring lawn chairs or bring a blanket. It's dog friendly, and it's a super cool environment just to like go hang out. There's always like local country or bluegrass bands playing, so it's a good chill vibe. And there's a beer garden section, so you can get beer. There's food and a restaurant if you want to eat there, but I was just talking to a friend about it, and we were talking about how it would be such a good first date spot because you can drink and, like, listen to music, and if it gets awkward or you run out of things to say, you can kind of just, like, sit there and enjoy the music, you know, and, like, it's not like you're forcing conversation, but you're in an environment where there's something to talk about because you're doing something. So it kind of makes it a little bit more interesting yeah. than just and I do think at a bar. um 
that music also helps. If it, and Even if there's just like other people around talking, it just gives a little more to the situation and kind of like lightens the mood a little bit because it's more relaxing, I guess. But also the White Water Center is definitely – yeah, it's like I a think- good first group date spot even too because there's like activities for everyone and it's kind of – it's a little out of the ways. So I feel like if you can get like four people in a car – and go out there, then it's a cool like double date spot. Definitely a good double date spot or just like even a group of friends hanging out. But or if you just want to meet people like you're introducing friends to each other, it's a good way to kind of like facilitate introducing people to each other and things like that. So definitely a setting with like music and like a good backdrop outdoors. I think that's a good yeah. option for a first date kind of spot for either one-on-one or my a setting. requirements now are music and alcohol in order to have a good first date alcohol 100 percent. and honestly i'm pretty much out on formal dinner dates as yeah, your first it's date just option like very overdone um i was recently in the hinge you know dating app scene and during that time i went on a few formal dinner dates and i just think that it's so forced and i'm not an awkward person i could literally talk to a wall so I have really no problem in these situations, but for either the guy that is awkward or the girl that is awkward or whatever the situation may be, I just think that it really like forces you to like rush into something that maybe is just going to end up being like a chill friendship <laughs> hookup. I mean, maybe it'll turn into a relationship, but like, why yeah. do we need to force it? And go to, like, I will say that like a few of the first, date. first dates from like dating apps that I've been on. If you make like a night out of it, I think it's good to start off at dinner because like a few of them we've been on, it's like you start off at dinner, like they'll make a reservation or whatever and you go on like a Friday or Saturday at maybe like 7 and then by the time you finish, it's like 8.30 and if it's going well at that point, then you'll decide to kind of move it to the next spot because like that's happened to me a few times. Like we'll go to dinner and if you're like vibing with each other, then it's kind of like unspoken you'll be like so like where are we going to get a drink next and you'll go to like a less um or like a more casual spot like an actual bar right yeah like a bar or a brewery and I think that if you're not really too sure about someone that that is actually the perfect spot you know a bar or brewery in any city basically gives you the option to either move to another bar or brewery after I mean most of these places have food so if you want to eat that's always an option. Order some apps, have a couple drinks. You can continue the night there, continue the night elsewhere. I think it just gives you a good flexibility or it gives you the flexibility to be like, fuck, this is going horribly. I <laughs> yeah, need to so funny out. story that actually – like I am not one to usually do this, but this was actually the very first date I went on from a dating app. When we first got there, I was like, okay, so – and this actually wasn't a lie. So I had a friend coming into town and – I was like, yeah, we can go get dinner, but my friend is coming later. And we finished dinner and he's like, so like, do you want to go get a drink after this? Like, uh, we talked about like dinner and drinks, whatever. And I was like, I actually have to go. Like my friend is here. And I felt really bad because he had actually, I found out driven like 45 minutes from where he lived. I don't know. I just felt really bad. And he had to like drive all the way back. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's good to just go to a place like that where you do have the option, um, which is also why I'm like a fan of tapas or like a taco spot or just like grabbing apps. I think anything that shouldn't go when it comes to dinner vibes is like Italian or like steak. Like that See, just really? seems too I'm, formal to me. I'm in on the formal. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've done it. I've done it and I have had good experiences um even like a couple of guys that I've gone on dates with through like dating apps or just through like mutual friends or whatever and I've done like the four and it has generally worked out for me I did have one super weird experience I ended up going to actually Kim's house (laughs) after it was just like super awkward and the guy like didn't want to order drinks and I ordered a drink anyway I was like I need to take the edge off Uh, well we got there and they like obviously gave you like the drink menu and I'm like okay well I'm gonna order like it was like some cocktail on their list and the guy was like 
I think, taken aback that I ordered a drink. Wait, what? And I was like, okay, this is already a red flag. We're not going to work. Um, but then it was just like kind of forced conversation. And I don't know. It obviously depends on the person you're with because I have had super positive experiences. I went on like a date to uh, Angeline's uptown, that Italian yeah. spot. And it was like great. And like me and the guy to this day are still good friends. And it worked out. We hit it off, had great conversation, like had post-dinner drinks, the whole the whole nine yards, whatever. So I guess it really does depend on the person you're with. But I think if you're not like wanting to jump in the pool and just kind of put your toe in the water, I think a brewery or a bar yeah, is um, your best bet. Wait, that, wait, the story you told me just reminded me of a story that I have about feeling uncomfortable drinking on dates. I think it should be an unspoken rule that if you're at this age and you're going to go out on a date, you're going to drink. But I mean, unless your hinge profile says no. To oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. We'll get into this on another episode, but I have like my red flags on hinge profiles. But anyway, so I went on a date with this guy and we both had like a beer, I think. Um, also strange thing. Every first date I've been on from a dating app, the guy will like always let me order a drink first and I always get a fat tire and the guy always also orders a fat tire. And so I've like considered it just like my first date right. beer at this point. That's yeah, so it's very weird. strange, but like I don't know <laughs> if it's just that they're ordering what I'm ordering just because or because they don't think different. But usually it's just like the easiest thing on the menu. Maybe because they like don't want to order. They order the exact same beer. Yeah. And I don't I mean, know if that's I'm weird or not. Like- and I don't know, maybe like fat tires just a common beer, which it kind of is, but but anyway, so but it's just funny. Yeah, me and this guy <laughs> ordered a fat tire. We went to um Brick Tops in South Park. Okay, and so like a little on the nicer side, but we were sitting there and like he was talking about this shot that he likes to take at the bar. Like he was like, "Oh, what's your like go to shot at the bar?" And I, I said tequila naturally, but he was asking <laughs> he was asking about like my favorite mix shot. And I was like, I mean, I don't know. I'll do like a lemon drop gummy bear, like, <laughs> like the stupid Panther shit. Shots. Because I really, I, yeah. Oh my gosh, Panther shots. Yeah, at it's really like only. Gatorade and vodka for those. Yeah, who but I'm not. Shot. I'm not very cultured when it comes to like mixed shots. But he was just going on and on about this thing called a royal flush, and I guess it's like Crown Royal and some other stuff in it. And he was like, it's so good, you have to try it. And we were already planning on like going to a bar after dinner. But the waiter comes by and he's like, yeah, we'll do um, – he's like, oh, you want one more beer? And I was like, sure, yeah, I'll do another one. And he orders me one more beer and then he orders one royal flush. So – and before I could even say anything, like the waiter walks away. So he brings me back one more beer and this shot. And maybe this is just me that I think it was weird, but he – made me take the shot by myself. Like he was like, oh, I just want you to try it. So I'm sitting here in this restaurant. So for those of you who don't know, Bricktops is like a nice like white tablecloth restaurant. Like I would say it's on the nicer yeah. side. So I'm sitting oh, for here. Sure. It's not cheap. It's like, yeah. it's a good spot. But like, yeah, it's not and like, oh, all, like let's rip shots here. Never in my life have I ordered a shot like at a restaurant like that. Like I don't think I've ever taken a shot at any place other than an actual bar scene. Like so that was just weird, yeah, weird, first of all. But then the waiter comes back and he gives us, I kid you not, like a half full like glass of a drink. It's not even like a shot, but it's like in a shot glass, but it's definitely like at least two and a half shots. And he's like, oh, oh I'm sorry, like we over poured it, but like I just want to make sure you're getting your money's worth for a Crown Royal, like whatever. So I like am like sheepishly like, haha, like, okay, I'll take it. And the guy just got <laughs> extremely awkward. He was like, oh my God, you don't have to take all that, like, blah, blah, blah. I, like, I just wanted you to try it. He's like, really, I don't feel like you have to finish it. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll take it. And like, <laughs> I'm like trying to take it. And I was like, you don't want any. And so the reason he didn't order one for himself is because he was driving home, which like, I respect that. But respect still like, that, he could have waited until we, he could have waited until we got to the bar to order the shots. Or he could have just been like, you know, we'll order these the next time we go yeah. out. Like segue, make it into like, a uh, topic of conversation that you can use at a later exactly. time. But like I feel like he did it in the most awkward yeah. way possible. So anyways, I like tried to down this like three-part shot, but it was just bad <laughs> because we like dropped his car off and like took an Uber to the bar. So he could have easily taken the shot at the bar. But And I think he like regretted it too yeah. and he felt uncomfortable, which made me uncomfortable because I get the worst like secondhand embarrassment. So it was just bad. And that's kind of where it started going downhill. I was like, yeah, I don't really – 
meshed well with this guy. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't working. This is awkward. So definitely yeah. one of the worst first um, dates. <laughs> another side note on like weird things that have happened on first dates. So this has happened to me twice in the past like five months. Um, I went on a first date with this guy. <laughs> Wait, my mom just walked in. <laughs> yeah, my mom just walked in. Hi. Hey, mom. Say hey Hi. to the fans. Hi, fans. <laughs> Mama Baker in the house. She said hey to the fans. She was so excited it. that I'm doing this. We support our – or we love the support from our moms. My mom is like all that. in on the pod. My dad, like, didn't even know what a podcast was, but my mom was like, Kimmy has to go home and do her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Okay, so back back to my quick story of just, like, a weird situation that happened to me on two first dates, like, in a very short amount of time. I go to this bar, um, and it's just, like, kind of a crossover between a bar and a brewery. It's a place where you – there's a bunch of taps on the wall and you get to pour your own beer. You like scan your wristband and it charges you by the ounce. It's really cool. It gives you the opportunity to like try a bunch of different beers. If that's your scene, they have wine on top too. This guy asks me out to go there for a drink one night. So we walk in at like 745 on like a Tuesday night, like casual time to go grab drinks, you know, date night, whatever. And as soon as we walk in, the guy at the front is like, hey, welcome to trivia night. Here's your trivia sheet. <laughs> like, let's go. And it was so weird because me and this guy, we had met at a bar like the week before, but we had never really had like a full-blown conversation. So it was just like, all right, well, I guess our first date is going to be trivia night. And I think that this can go either really well or really badly depending on the situation. For us, it ended up going great. Like, we played trivia, like, it was such a good, like, topic of conversation, but I think if you go into it, like, we were totally unprepared that that was the situation at hand. It was, like, a little overwhelming at first. Yeah, because also another thing for first dates is that you have to be in a good situation where you can converse, and if it's too loud in the bar, that's, like, super awkward if you can't hear anything that each other is saying. Right. Yeah, we were in like a situation where it wasn't too loud. So we could kind of have a side conversation. We could kind of participate in trivia. The trivia topics were like cool. So it was like a good topic of conversation for us. But I feel like this can go really, really south pretty easily. Yeah. So well, double check before you take someone out. <laughs> if it's trivia night at that bar, I'm serious. This is like- also, how do we how do we feel about day dates? We didn't really talk about that. Um, I actually was just, um, I heard someone talking about this and like coffee dates, ice cream dates, like going to the park, hanging out with your dog dates. I'm in on it, but not for a first date. That's my opinion. I think maybe the second or third date, it's like a better environment. But I think when you're just getting to know someone, it's kind of a better situation to have a drink or two in you first. Yeah, I also think it's hard. I mean, even if you do go out and day drink, but like what is the point that you'll cut off the day date? Because at least when you're going out for dinner or something at night, you can go home because you're like, it's late, I have to go to sleep. But if you're hanging out during the day, like you don't want to get stuck with a person for the whole day. So I feel like that's a situation where you definitely need like a backup, like, oh, I'm going to meet up with my friends later. Unless you have like later plans. Yeah, yeah. You have to have like a a scheduled plan like if you do like an afternoon like I don't know coffee or something yeah. coffee and walk Ugh, date not <laughs> then you need to like be like I was just talking to this guy who was like that's like my wow. go-to like I love that and I was like I'm pretty sure if a guy asked me that for a first day I would if, be like if I'm going on a date date it better be bar. something fun like the white water center or like going on a boat or doing something fun but if you ask me to go get coffee yeah, like during the day, related. maybe like Top Golf. Yeah, Top Golf could be a fun. Yeah, first but date. even that, I feel like it's more of like a night thing. That's true, and also, but like, I would go play actual golf for a first date. Uh, actually, not for a first date. Yeah, that's yeah. four hours, girl. <laughs> that's that's more of a group date. That's thing a too. that's a lot of dedication. That is true. Like get like two couples and do a double date on the golf course. I feel like that's definitely yeah. a vibe. But yeah, I think day dates should be more reserved for later in the relationship. Like, even if you're still getting to know someone, I think it's fine. But I think if you're just trying to go on like a one on one first date, I think the go to is to find a cool bar or like low key restaurant situation or somewhere with live music. 
something a little different, but still within the realm of something that everyone's comfortable with, aka eating and drinking. So exactly. I mean, so recap: ideal first date, drinking and eating <laughs> and live music hopefully and don't be awkward and if your girl's gonna take a shot you better take one too so <laughs> yeah for real though oh my god honestly that the least awkward thing that happened okay. with that person on like the three dates that we went on but that's stories for a different time so yeah we'll get into our our whole opinions on dating apps and uh those types of situations uh, at a later episode, we'll have a guest on and talk a little bit more about that. Um, yeah, it's funny because I was actually – every time I come home, I somehow get in the conversation of talking with my mom about who I'm dating and how many like dates I've been on recently. And um, of course, this time I came home, my parents are asking me. They're like, oh, so like, what guys are you talking to? What dates are you going on? And my mom's like, are you still on your dating app? Like, How's it looking? And it's always just like awkward because I feel like they're legitimately scared that I'm not going to get married at this point. So even though I'm only 22 and it's not even close to being like time, but yeah, no, I mean, I think it's just funny like to the whole dating app scene because our parents are so worried these days that, you know, we might just die if we meet up with someone. And I'm like, I promise if it's a first day and I've never met this person before, I always tell at least one friend where I'm going yeah. to be, what time I'm Yeah, my I'm mom, meeting. for someone who, like, freaks out about stuff like that, she's all for it. But, again, I think it's just because she's all for me, like, getting a boyfriend and settling down by this point. Yeah, she's, like, really trying to hoe me out. Finding your one true love. <laughs> I support that. Well, we'll all find true love one day, hopefully. But, yeah, that was just the least of the conversations that I've had with my parents while I've spent this lovely weekend in the town of Cary. So. Yeah, so – Weirdly, this leads on to our next segment, which we're going to talk about why spending time with our parents is great. Um, Kim just graduated in December, and I graduated last May. And obviously, once you enter post-grad life, um, I mean, even in college, obviously, you spend less time with your parents than you did in high school and before that. But it's harder and harder to see your parents, um, depending on how far away they live, of course. So my mom lives across the country in Arizona. So she made the trek out to visit me here. I hadn't seen her since Easter. So it's been a few months and me and my mom do have a very close relationship. And I think it's important that you, you know, make time to spend that quality time with your parents, um, especially at the ages we're at, you know, 22 and 23, like you want to be independent. You want to do your own thing. You want to live your post-grad life. But you got to remember the people that raised you and it's important to spend quality time with them. So my mom flew out here on Tuesday and she actually left earlier this morning and just spending time with her and having her around has been like amazing. Like you forget how much you miss spending time, like quality time with your parents until that they're around and the time that you spend together is actually pleasant and you're not arguing like you used to back in the in the rough days so I don't know I my mom helped me a lot with refurnishing my new apartment and just kind of like sprucing things up she's basically like an interior decorator and I honestly don't know what I would do without her help and it was just so great to to be able to just do the things that we love like you know, shop around and walk around and just spend good time together. That's so heartwarming. I know. I love but it. I think I, on the other hand, it's so different when your parents come to visit you rather than going home to your hometown because I honestly feel like coming back home, I revert to feeling like a 16-year-old where I'm under my parents' control, but I'm like still fighting to be that 22-year-old I am that can legally drink and go out and do whatever I want. I pay for myself. So I technically don't have to listen to anything they say, but I'm still like in their house and I guess under their roof and their rules are the ones that apply. But it's just funny because there's definitely highs and lows of being back home. Like I love visiting home because one, this is going to sound like so spoiled of me, but like my parents will take me out to dinner and pay for everything. And I mean, I think, yeah, this week, even well, with my mom visiting me here, it's been a it's been a pretty 
Yeah. And they, I think they just feel bad for you too. They're like, do you have any groceries? Like, do you have any gas in your car? Like here, like, let's go. So we went to Costco this morning and it was just like amazing. I would have never appreciated that before when I was in high school, obviously, because they buy the groceries. But now that I'm on my own, they're like, what do you need? And I'm like, oh, well, if you're asking like laundry detergent, I need some like groceries. I need um, new clothes. Like I need a new pair of sneakers. And and (laughs) so we made our rounds. Like we did, we did Costco, we went shopping and it was just great. And like, they're so willing to help me out too, because I think that they just understand. And they're obviously proud of me that I like got a job out of college and have been like doing fairly well for myself on my own. So they're definitely willing to help out when I do come home. And there are sacrifices that I have to make. I wouldn't consider them sacrifices, but I did spend the entire weekend with my parents which is nice. Like I used to not do that when I first started coming home. I would actually try to meet up with my friends from college or my friends from high school. And I would try to go out like in Raleigh and meet up with other people. But lately that I've been coming home, like I won't even tell people that I'm home because all I want to do is spend time with my parents. And usually like if I do come home and tell people, then I end up making plans and end up just spending the whole weekend not at home and don't even get to spend time with them. But it was great. Yeah, and it's like the reason you like choose to go home in the first place or you want your parents to come visit you in the first place is so you can spend quality time with them. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, it's just, it's nice and you really do appreciate it. I mean, aside from all the and stuff it, that they'll buy you, it's it's good just to have like some <laughs> quality time. Yeah, I was going to say like piggybacking on your Costco trip, me and my mom went to Target yesterday and I mean, there really is nothing better than going to Target with your mom just because you can buy clothes food, you know, kitchen supplies, housewares, everything you need. And it's just like the little things that they're like, Madison, I know you're cheaping out on this and I'm going to buy this for you because you really need yeah, this. Yeah. My mom legitimately like, the other day I was on the phone with her when I was in Charlotte and I told her, I was like, yeah, I've just been eating soup for every meal because it's the only thing I have left like in my cupboard. And she was like, I don't want you living this way. She's like, do you need money? And I was like, I mean, no, like she's like, I'm gonna transfer you some money. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like, but <laughs> it's just like they, for whatever reason, can't comprehend how we don't have any food in our cabinet. And we're like, yeah, but it's because I really like, I need to buy a new outfit for the music <laughs> festival I'm going to. That's so true. And like, honestly, me eating soup for every meal is not even the lowest point that I've been at. So if only she really knew, but. Yeah, I'm just like, mom, I mean, it's fine that I don't really eat during the week because I spend so much money on brunch and bougie dinners during yeah. the week. It's funny too because I know she's probably going to listen to this and then I'm probably going to get a text like, wait, so what is your lowest point if it wasn't eating soup? Like, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Not to mention like another sacrifice that I have to deal with with coming home is just my parents judging me because obviously my lifestyle is changed significantly since I've not lived in this house anymore and so coming home, like, we'll go to dinner, like, we'll have drinks at home. And they're like, really? You're going to have another drink? Like, you've already had two. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to have a third drink. And this is what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> I'm 22 years old. So it's funny, the difference between going home and how your parents act, though, and how they act when they visit you. Like, my mom, like, she's always down to, you know, have a cocktail or whatever with you. But we took her out on Friday night with us to um, a new Mexican spot in Charlotte and she was just pounding back margaritas. I was out with, I brought a couple of my friends. So my mom kind of infiltrated the friend group for the night, which was kind of entertaining because it was like my mom and like three of my friends and we're just like drinking margaritas and my mom's like trying to act like she can hang. And we all wake up the next morning and she's like, wow, I really just, I don't feel well today. And I'm like, mom, this is what happens when you try to hang with 23 Yeah, my mom, like, honestly, I'm kind of jealous of her. She gets drunk off of, like, one and a half drinks and then – but she'll also get hungover after, like, just a sip of alcohol, so. Yeah, my mom was trying to call me a lightweight and then yesterday she was, like, struggling before we even had brunch (laughs) and I was like, yeah, don't worry. I got a brunch spot that will turn your day around. It's funny. Like, my dad and I almost team up. I do this My dad and I almost team up on my mom because my dad is, like, way more like me – in the sense that he was like in a fraternity in college and he like knows how to like pound a back, I guess. But my mom is like not a huge drinker. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> yeah, Willis, he was definitely a frat star back in the day. Um, wow. 
no wonder where you got it from. We just have the the social lifestyle. What can I say? But we'll we'll always go out and drink, and my mom would be like, "Um, no, I really don't want that. Like, I don't want to drink, or like, I'm okay, I'll pass." And my mom and or my dad and I are like, "Okay, so are you going to be cool and you're going to hang, or are you just going to like be a bitch?" So you can choose. (laughs) Not that I want to call my mom a bitch. I love her, but she definitely isn't as fun as she could be, and. It's sad, honestly, because we could have some really good times, but me and my dad, when we're together, that's like when we're thriving. That's the ultimate process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so I mean, I don't know, just like spending quality time. Like it was really sad this morning, just driving my mom to the airport after we had brunch. I get legitimately sad too. And I like used to not get sad in college. I was like, peace. And my mom would be like bawling her eyes out like, yes. Oh. It would be my like, mom, like cries okay. every time I leave and recently like even when I just drive back to Charlotte from Cary like I'll like tear up a little bit and I'm like why am I crying but it's honestly sad like it really is you never like, know when you're gonna yeah. see them again I know I was like I guess I'll start scheduling flights for the holidays because I'll probably see you at Thanksgiving next oh yeah so, so it's like just a few so weird yeah I mean in a few months but I mean it is hard like living across the country but I mean even you you hadn't seen your parents in forever yeah my mom luckily like she lived in Greensboro during the week so she'll come visit me occasionally but I don't know recently like I've just been so busy with work and other social life activities that I just haven't really made time but it is nice especially if we come back here at the end of August play golf we can see him again yeah no definitely definitely gonna add that to the calendar and I don't know. Just wanted to note to our our fans out there, spend time with your parents. It's important. <laughs> yeah. It'll make you uh, it'll make you feel better yeah. about all the, the drinking that you do during the week. It's almost like you go and hang out with your parents, spend a little time, repent, and then feel better. Life is good again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's basically our up for today. Um yeah, I hope you guys liked it. This was a little bit more organized, and we're going to try to keep it up with having more segmented parts and figuring out what you guys want featured. Yeah, if you have any suggestions. I have most- had a couple of people DM me with some segment ideas, and I'm excited to get to those people's ideas in upcoming episodes. Um, shout out to you who have already reached out to us. And if you do want to be featured as a guest or are interested in talking about something you're passionate about, that you think goes with the vibe of Millennials Mimosas, um, you can DM us. Um, we finally have an Instagram live. It is Mills and Mimosas, M-I-L-L-S-A-N-D-M-I-M-O-S-A-S. <laughs> I don't think you have to spell I, mimosas I for, the, that, for the fans. Mills and Mimosas. If they don't know how to spell mimosas, you shouldn't be listening. So, <laughs> And you can follow us on our personal. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, I have a, I have a big announcement. My personal Instagram. So um, Madison told me that I needed to consolidate my brand. So I changed my Instagram name, which actually was like a huge deal for me because I realized that I had that same Instagram handle for like nine years. I got my Instagram like freshman year in high school. Yeah. I changed mine like six months ago. So, Well, I liked mine because it was so short, but I didn't like how I had to say it out loud. It's very awkward. (laughs) Kiam. Okay, so Kim, new new socials, where to follow you? Yeah, my new new Instagram, tag me KB, and Twitter is tweet at KB. So a little bit more consolidated, I would say. So cute. I love it. And you can follow me <laughs> um, on Instagram and Twitter at madsmorsh, M-A-D-S-M-O-R-S-C-H. And yeah, and let us know. Let us know your feedback about the eps and future ep suggestions. Yeah. Thanks. We'll be here. We'll, we'll engage. Thanks for tuning in to episode number two of Millennials and Mimosas, and we'll see you next time. All right, we're out.